0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
0: It's a show nearly four years in the making, a celebration of our 200th episode today on Soap Central Live.
2: What's happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite daytime stars. Now, here's Dan.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. If you were tuning in today to hear the special mimes unplugged, well, you're out of luck. While you try to get your way out of that glass box, there is some good news. You've stumbled across a very special episode of Soap Central Live. It is our 200th episode. Over the course of today's supersized two-hour episode, you're going to hear some of our favorite moments from the past 200 weeks. If you're a new listener, you'll get an idea of what Soap Central Live is really about. You'll hear bits and pieces of some past shows that you may want to go and check out. But if you are a listener every week or a regular listener, these shows are going to be like a walk down memory lane, and you'll also be getting some behind-the-scenes stories about some of these episodes, so you're definitely going to want to keep listening. There really have been some amazing episodes since we launched back in January 2010, probably than we have more time to share today, even with a two-hour show. Perhaps, though, the most important thing to remember about Soap Central Live is that it is live, and anything can, and usually does, happen. It also helps when you have a host that likes to stir things up with some surprises, and boy, have there been some surprises... I think the first surprise took place back on April 23rd, 2010. All My Children and now Days of Our Lives star, Chrishell Staus, got a surprise call from her co-star, Ricky Paul-Golden.
3: Um, I think that it was a surprise to everyone, and uh, I couldn't be happier because I have to say, and I know he's going to be on the show, mm-hmm. I'm his biggest fan. I absolutely love Ricky Paul Goldman, I love working with him. He's amazing, and I feel spoiled because I've gotten to work with him for so long, and in
4: soaps normally, you know, it's you work with someone, then you're working with someone else, and, and now since I've worked with him for so long, I'd be devastated to, to, you know, ever have us have to break up because we're like best friends.
5: That's, wow, that's that's really interesting to hear that. That Certainly, I mean, I don't know that anyone thought that uh, Amanda and Jake would hook up, but we have a, a caller on the line, I guess, who has their opinions of, of Jake and Amanda. So let's bring uh, the caller online. Caller, are you there? Uh, I am here, yeah. <laughs> so I understand you have some thoughts about uh, the couple of Jake and Amanda.
6: Yes, well, I am. Um... First of all, I'm a really big fan of um, of Chriselle Styles.
3: Thank you, thank you. You're
6: welcome. And I like to watch I like to watch you on television, and I am a big fan of yours. I don't know about Ricky, but
3: this is Ricky. What are you? What do you mean? (laughs) It's like, oh my God! This sounds like a weird like. A version of Aiden, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I didn't know which way to go with uh, with the voice, and I realized I can't make fun of Aiden. We love Aiden.
3: <laughs> I know, but I, I, for a second, I was like, wait a second. There's something similar. I found you out. You can't trick
6: I'm,
0: me. <laughs> hi, honey. How are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> Well, Kershaw may have clued into who her surprise caller was, but that wasn't the case when One Life to Live's Hillary B. Smith made an April Fool's Day appearance that same year. Uh, before we get into talking a little bit more about this game, we actually have some callers, so I figured let's get some callers through who want to talk to you and
5: uh, see what they have to say. Maybe they have better questions than I do.
0: So let's go to
5: uh,
0: Atlanta. We have Barbara from Atlanta. Barbara, you're on Subcentral Live. <laughs>
4: I can't believe it. You're my favorite soap opera star. Oh, well, thank you, Barbara. Thank oh you very much. Oh, my God, much. I can't believe I'm talking to you. How are you doing down in Atlanta? You guys have just had a hellish winter. Oh, I know. It's been terrible. I, I have a question, though. I was wondering, do you miss your storylines with Lindsay? Oh, of course I do. She was the she was the girl I love to hate. Are you I some actually, kind of moron? Like, it <laughs> is Lindsay. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, of I was wondering if you were going to recognize my voice
7: Oh, you did a good
8: job
7: Well, well I, I am, am an, an actress after good. all you, you know what? You should think about doing acting for a profession
9: You would be
4: really good So at oh, last we meet good, Here, good, but, Where are you? Let me start this over Nora Lindsay <laughs> <There you go. laughs> where I'm are good. you I wanted to listen to your interview and Dan had asked me to call in and we decided we were going to make a little joke out of it and I could have really gone on and on but I didn't want to eat up your show because I know there's other people that want to talk to you
7: oh my god I haven't talked to you so long are you kidding me I could, I, I, could sit, I could I could spend the whole hour just talking to you catching up I miss
4: you where are you are you in Vegas I am on the ranch right now because I got the flu, so I'm just recovering, Uh-oh. and then I'm going back to Vegas on Monday because I'm going to see Donnie and Marie on Tuesday night. And um, give them
7: my love, will you please? Or be yes. Yep. And
4: I, you know, but I'll be home in Vegas on on Monday, and I just want you to come visit, man. Dan Kroll, you come too.
5: Uh, Well, you know I'll be there for the Emmys, certainly, but sure, why not? Uh, I know, but here's
4: (laughs) the problem. I won't be there for the Emmys, because that is when the Debbie Reynolds um, Museum auction is happening, and I'm going to be in L.A. for that, because I am just so excited about that auction. So I'm going to be there, and unfortunately I'm not going to be in Vegas, because I would have loved to have seen you. But, you know, you both can come. I have the Heaven on Earth Lodge there. You know that, right?
5: No, we'll pack our bags.
4: Yes, yes. Yeah. The Heaven on Earth Lodge is my house. Oh, the Heaven on
5: Earth Lodge. And, and, yeah, and that's well, the I Heaven on Earth it, Lodge.
4: Know. Yes, and you are cordially invited, huh? The Puss Puss, 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 Puss palace. palace. The Puss Puss <laughs> Palace. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a family right. show. Now, be careful.
5: <laughs> it is at least for for the first twenty minutes. After that, we uh, <laughs> we go wild. So, be prepared.
7: goes to hell in a handbasket, Dan. We
0: all know that. <laughs> Hillary wasn't just on the receding end of a bit of silliness. She opened up the show with a little horseplay of her own.
10: Hello,
7: everybody. This is Dan Kroll. And I'm sorry to say that Hillary B. Smith will not be with us tonight. She's um, currently tied up in an, another job or something. I don't know. She was very irreverent when she was talking about it. But I'm Dan. I'm Dan. And I will tell you everything that Hillary really thinks because she talked to me before. He blew us off. Um, oh, yes. And today is April 1st. <laughs> April Fools. Dan?
5: How dare oh, yeah, Dan? you try to
0: take over my hosting gig! <laughs> <laughs> if you take out the fact that they're on television, soap stars are really no different than the rest of us. And that means that sometimes even the best friends can fall out of touch. The only other time that we've broadcast a two-hour edition of Soap Central Live was back on January 20th, 2012, for an event that we called Bianca Palooza. It was a celebration of the character Bianca Montgomery on All My Children, and that show featured one of the most epic surprises in the history of soaps. Okay, that may be overselling it a bit, but I can tell you, no one saw this one coming. Eden, there were a lot of firsts that you were involved in. One of them was the first same-sex kiss in daytime television (laughs) history. Were there any jitters about uh, sort of that kiss going to be analyzed for eons and eons to come?
2: Yeah. I mean, I was very nervous because, listen, uh, I don't want to kiss.
3: Anybody on, you know, on set with a million crew people around and under hot lights with cameras, I mean, it's very, it's a very intimate thing and, and it, it made me nervous. I think it was, it might have been my first, like, on screen kiss of any, you know, same sex or off sex. But I, uh, I, it was, it was compounded by the fact that it was this huge publicity event for all my children. So there were, all these news cameras and Extra and Entertainment Tonight, and everybody was there. And I was so nervous. I was like, this has to be like a like a beautiful, you know, kid. it has to be that, you know, these two characters have been waiting for this and the audience has been waiting
9: for this. And, and I was like, I just can't look stiff. And wouldn't you know it? I looked incredibly stiff. <laughs> oh,
10: it was wonderful. I well, saw
4: it later, and I was like, oh, God, I must... Look- like, you know, like, all all this pressure is on me, and I'm not handling it so well, but well, by the what third about, year, then
0: I was a little bit more relaxed. What about in all of this, Olga? Do you think that, I mean, did you two talk about this? Was she nervous about it? She wasn't
3: nervous about anything. She was a
11: rock
0: star. Well, you know what? Let's <laughs> ask her. Let's bring on Olga Sanushka. <laughs> Welcome to So Central Live.
11: Hello. How are you? You're really you? <laughs> yes, is it? You know what, I just looked you up online because I thought, whoops, you know, it's been such a long time and I nearly fell off my chair. how oh so much has happened to you?
3: <laughs>
11: Congratulations, you. you're a mom.
3: Thank you and you're a mom um, two times
2: over, right?
11: I know, I know. <laughs> yes, oh um, I'm an old God. pro by now. I cannot tell you how nice it is to hear your voice. Likewise. I was just listening to the conversation. You were so sweet to say I wasn't nervous. I think the word is I was completely ignorant. All the stuff that you were just describing, um, I was so unaware of. I just, uh, I really, and thinking back now, I just laugh at just how green I was to the whole um, the 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 whole concept of daytime television and what this whole storyline meant and everything, you know, the historical context of it all. I just didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I was sort of told, but uh, I, I didn't. I didn't get it. I get it much better now. So it makes me laugh to think.
3: I don't know. Olga's so sexy in her accent. She's so sexy in her fake accent. Was so sexy <laughs> that uh, I just—I was just—it was just sort of
11: fun to be like such a hot
0: couple with her. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, uh, ditto, ditto. <laughs> well, Olga, I want to thank you so much for your surprise call into the show. Uh, it's meant so much to so many people, and for me, I want to thank you for uh, for taking time out of your day to be a part of the show.
11: Oh, no, thank, thank you, and Eden, again, uh, congratulations, um, and I'm, I'll, be, I'll be watching you from the sidelines. That was a great, great surprise, I'm, like, beaming right well,
3: now. I, I...
0: What you may not know about Bianca Palooza is that I wanted every actress who had ever played Bianca on All My Children to be a part of the show. Lacey Chabert had a scheduling conflict, and we weren't able to track down Gina Gallagher, Natalie Paulding, who appeared as Bianca during the scene set, eventually won Susan Lucci her Emmy. You may remember those. They were the anorexia intervention for Bianca. Well, Natalie declined to be part of the show. Through her spokesperson, we received this message. I spoke to Natalie, and though she thanks you for inquiring, she is not going to be interested in doing the interview. Strangely, it has been easier in some cases to book high-profile non-soap stars than it has been to book some stars of daytime. Need proof? Well, on August 23rd, 2013, actress Paula Patton, the wife of singer Robin Thicke, phoned in to surprise her mother-in-law and Days of Our Lives alum Gloria Loring. I figured it was a long shot. You know, you never know if mothers and daughters-in-law get along. Plus, Paula is a film star, and I wasn't sure that she'd be interested in being a part of a soap broadcast. She agreed to do the show in maybe three seconds. That may be exaggerating slightly, but she immediately agreed to be a part of the show. And what was even better is that Gloria wasn't expecting Paula either. You talk about the sense of home, and I know from watching soaps and from all of our listeners who are used to soaps, they're used to the whole wacky, dysfunctional, crazy soap opera families. But it seems for you, you have two wonderful sons, they're both married, Each uh, you have two grandchildren, it seems... Quite peaceful. It seems very loving. It sounds wonderful. Well, I earned it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too because we have folks who are uh, who are listening that weren't aware that you were Robin Thicke's Mom, and I it's know.
7: I actually now have a, a, like, um, a Twitter thing like hashtag Robin Thick's mom.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because we have someone who would like to talk to you about that. Let's bring in our caller. Okay. Caller up there.
7: Hello, Gloria. It's Paula. Paula! You're the cutest girl in the world. How are you today? You sounding very wise. I always get the best advice from you. I was listening to you and you said all the right things. How did you know to be on this this call? All oh, the other magical ways. But you need all the love and attention. She's the best nana ever and the best mom. Oh, and bless you're your also heart. so smart and wise and so spiritual and you teach Robin and I think you do you, know, you you know, ways of thinking about life all the time. Oh, you are! I gotta tell you, Dan. This woman, from when I first met her, I just adored her. She was so she was what, sixteen years old, seventeen, I right think in that there. Remember, sixteen when I met you? I think I think she, like, uh, I, whatever it was, by it, was time it was real. Yeah, it like was as real as teenagers yeah, can be. <laughs> but I watched her. I was there when she graduated from college with the room loud, and I mean, this amazing, brilliant devoted, uh, intensely, well, see, we're both Sagittarians, so we're very intense. That's why we get along so well.
0: (laughs) Gloria Loring's latest book, a memoir called Coincidence is God's Way of Remaining Anonymous, is now available from online retailers. You can also get additional information on her official website, GloriaLoring.com. Most of the surprises on Soap Central Live are carefully planned. Notice I said most. It's because I'm usually at least somewhat aware of what a caller is going to say. That was not the case when Robin Madsen called in to surprise her General Hospital co-star, Lisa Le Cicero on July thirteenth, two 2012. Can you say creepy? Should we yeah. take another call? Excellent. All right, let's go to the phones. We have Heather from New York. Heather, welcome to Soap Central Live.
12: Hello. Hello? How does it feel being stalked yourself, especially on Friday the 13th, my favorite day? I'm sorry, do you not remember my name? Heather? Oh my goodness,
13: Lisa! It's Robin. I was gonna say, for you know what? I was about to make a joke. I was about to say, I hope it's not Heather Weber calling, but it is Heather Weber calling. How did I get so lucky? I just, I, well, I didn't want to scare you too long. You know, I was, I was, I was, scared
12: I and was I knew sure. You know,
13: I and actually kind of recognized your voice a little bit. You have a
12: very distinct voice, Robin. I was trying to be scary. Um, it worked. And speaking of. Stalking. Yes, oh. when is your fan club party again? Because I just didn't catch the date and, you know, are you going to I just I'm just saying. You oh know, my know, god. Well, I, might surprise ya. Dude, if you show that
13: would honest to god that would be that would be the best day of my life. It is Friday the 20th. I'm going to be there. If you came there, I, you know, then then it would really be the taste of Italy. Then I'll make a lasagna. <laughs> of course, you're a real chef, so you probably don't want to s- taste my lasagna.
5: But that's what but, I was going to say. We need to get Robin cook.
13: Yes, that would be uh, Robin. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. You'd cook lasagna for hundred people or so. You'd oh, like that. yeah, not a problem. <laughs> we could do it together. Come on over to my kitchen, Robin. <laughs> we would have so much fun. You have to come
12: now. You have to come visit. You have to come visit. Uh, absolutely. Oh my goodness. You asked me long ago, and this is me lending you my support. And you've been such a great friend and such a wonderful actress to work with on the oh. show. And the stuff uh, the last couple of days with Stephen Mars, even though you know, I saw a moment in your eyes. I swear, you always you said, "Well, I'm gonna back up my boyfriend, my Stephen Mars, and if he believes in his mother, I will do the best. We will find her a lawyer together." I know you really want to like me. <laughs> I do. Anyway, I love you. I love working with you, and I hate what I have to do
13: to you. Well, you know what, but though It was fun. As I'm laying here, I think we probably both still have some bruises on our legs from that. Well, I know, Uh-oh. but we can't go there. No, I know. Okay. Although, although there were some things already on the preview. Oh, there's, there's
12: a, there's a scuffle over Right. A, there's a little scuffle. There's a little scuffle at least, so
0: scuffle sounds very dramatic and very exciting. Well, even well, good?
12: it got more dramatic.
13: Oh <laughs> Accidentally. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that that's that yeah, that's where we can't talk about, but it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. I think the fans are gonna dig it.
0: What you may not know about that episode is that really was the first time that Lisa knew that Robin was going to be a part of her General Hospital Fan Club event. Robin decided right before she came on the show and announced it live on air. So you never know what's going to happen on Soap Central Live, further proof that you really do need to tune in each and every week. Hi,
8: everyone. Liz Masters here. I want to extend a great big congratulations to Dan and So Central Live on reaching the impressive 200th episode milestone. I would also like to take this opportunity to thank all of the wonderful fans for their unwavering support. You guys are truly the best. Again, congrats Dan and So Central Live.
0: So I suppose if we're going to take this leisurely stroll down Memory Lane, we probably need to take a listen to how this whole saga began. Here's how the very first episode of Soap Central Live began back on January 8, 2010.
5: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Soap Central Live here on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, and over the next hour, I'll be here to talk about anything and everything soap. Today, we're going to take one last look back at the highs and lows of 2009 before we turn our sights ahead to 2010. In just a few moments, I'll be joined by tonight's guest, syndicated columnist Linda Hirsch. And then in the second half hour, it's going to be your turn. I'm opening up the lines, and you, the Soap fans, can call in and share your thoughts. Uh, But before that, since this is the first show, I wanted to briefly let you know what you can expect from Soap Central Live in the weeks and months ahead. I see this show as a way to really celebrate the genre. Let's face it, we're all listening because we're Soap fans. So this is a chance to learn more about what it takes to get your favorite soap on the air. There'll be news, scoops, recaps. And I think that the most exciting part will be interviews with soap stars and other special guests.
0: I think this show has come a long way from that first episode, at least... I know that I have, or I hope that I have as a host. I was so incredibly nervous before that first show that I am still amazed even to this day that I was able to get through it. I was totally convinced that the show was going to crash and burn, and they were gonna call and tell me not to even bother showing up for episode two. If you listened really carefully, you heard a little bit of background noise during that introduction. That was my computer telling me that there was a file done and that I had just completed an upload for the soapcentral.com website. I learned right then and there to make sure before going on air that Everything is off. Turn off the sound on the computer, turn off the television, put the phone on vibrate, just be quiet because you never know what's going to happen when it's live on the air. And somewhere and somehow along the course of the next 199 episodes, there were also a lot of other firsts. Many of them were good firsts. We've been privileged to have several guests who chose Soap Central Live as the place for their first live radio interviews. For a newcomer to a soap, it may not seem like a big deal, but what about a star who's been on daytime for more than 20 years? When All My Children favorite Kate Collins appeared on Soap Central Live on December 7th, 2012, it was the first time she had a chance to do a live interview and interact with fans. Sure, she'd done other live television interviews, but this interactive experience on Soap Central Live, for her, was truly a first She's known to daytime viewers for two All My Children roles, that of Natalie and Janet. We're going to welcome her to the show. This is her first time here. Kate Collins, welcome to Soap Central Live.
10: Oh, Dan, thank you so much. As you say, this has been months in the making. I'm excited and thrilled to be here with you guys, and I have never done this format before, so this is new for me. I'm excited.
0: I've been doing this for two years, and it's new every week, so I can't really tell you what to expect, but I can guarantee you that we're going to have a lot of fun. We will. So let's go back and find out, when did the acting bug hit you? Did you know from the start that you were going to go into acting, or was there something else? Did you think you were going to be a, a doctor, a nurse, an astronaut perhaps?
10: <laughs> well, I, I think when I was about eight, I did believe I was going to be an astronaut. I'm, I'm sure someone will tell you that I was convinced that was my path. But certainly from the time I was in high school, I, um, Acting became uh, my means of communicating in the world. I, I was not a very good student, and if it hadn't been for a tremendous theater teacher, who was also an English teacher at my school, I don't think I ever would have made it through high school. But I was so motivated to perform and work in the theater and build a set and work in the box office and do anything I could that I would keep my grades up. And he taught me how to utilize anything I learned in school into whatever theater program we were working
0: on, whatever project.
10: So that really inspired me. And so from high school on, I kind of knew I was going into the theater route.
0: Now uh, I mentioned, you know, asking what you were thinking about being, and I, one of the choices I gave was an astronaut. There may be some folks out there who don't know, but you also have a very famous father. If you'd like to <laughs> to share with listeners who may not know, oh, who oh, is your dad?
10: Sure, sure. My dad, my dad was an astronaut. Uh, he flew twice with the Gemini program and with the uh, Apollo program. Um, so he is most well known for. Flying Apollo 11 with Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, the first lunar landing. And he's a guy who stayed in the capsule and went round and round the moon while, um, Mr. Armstrong and uh, Colonel Aldrin walked on the moon. And so that was, that was pretty neat growing up. That was fun because we lived in this great community where everybody worked for NASA. They were a doctor or an engineer or an astronaut or a designer and it was a really neat, rich environment as you can imagine with everybody so focused on the race to the moon. And so to be a part of that community was was just a delight. That was fun.
0: Kids nowadays may not have heard this, but I'm sure there's an entire generation that heard from parents, if they can put a man on the moon, they can. You know, you can clean your dishes, you can do whatever. <laughs> Did anyone in your family ever try to use that on you?
10: Oh no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, Dad is sort of an interesting source. He, he always said the opposite, that, you know, uh, they did their job, they did it well, uh, and that was sort of the end result. Uh, it worked. Uh, it might not have worked, even if they had done their job and done it well. So it's it's really, he's always been about, you know, execute what you do well, always do it to your best ability, Um but there was nothing extraordinary about what they did. They simply followed a path. It was a well-laid-out path. It was thought well. It was clear, and they did their jobs. They did their jobs well, but they did do just their jobs. Because very often people will hold him up as a celebrity or a, a hero of some sort, and he gets extremely agitated when you try that with him. Just
9: really? work. That's, it's a, that's it's so a, fascinating. What your
10: work is, what my work is, what a, a policeman's work is, you know, it's just a job.
0: Just hmm. a job. That's, that's absolutely fascinating to hear that. Uh, and I'm, you know, it's, I guess it's it's refreshing and surprising all at the same time to hear that that somebody feels that way.
10: He feels strongly that way, as a matter of fact. You know, what he'll say is, The hero the hero is the person who runs back in the building to save the kids when they don't have to. The fireman who goes in to do that is doing his job and doing it well. Uh, So he really is very clear about delineating between uh, doing your job and real heroism and that we seem to have mixed it up nowadays, and we certainly have mixed up uh, whatever this thing is we call celebrity. So it, it was, as you can imagine... Dan, in my world, when you're coming along and you're a young person and you want to be an actor, you want to be a star, you want to be whatever it is, it was very helpful to have that balancing uh, input. To have somebody say, you know, be be really darn careful. You're doing this for the right reasons, and that you don't get lost in it. And you know who you are, and it's about the work and about the process, and that you
0: keep it real. We know that our soap operas are not real, uh, but we will say that you certainly did earn a celebrity status by joining All My Children in 1985. Before you joined. AMC. What was your experience with soaps? Did you know anything about them? Did you watch them? Oh,
10: yes. Yes, yes. All My Children was my mainstay. It was my show. I've been watching All My Children almost since it started. Um, and it was, I, I, you know, for instance, scheduled all my college classes around it. <laughs> uh, we, the, the sorority sisters, we would all get together for lunch. It was social. It was a point of conversation. It was entertainment. It was a wonderful social glue. It brought a lot of people together. Um, so, yeah, I love soap opera. And in particular, that show, uh, it was my show. So you can imagine the day I walked on the set and actually had to then work opposite, uh, Miss Susan Lucci. I was awesome. Yeah. I got (laughs) smacked.
0: Here on Soap Central Live, we pride ourselves in giving fans the whole, total soap experience. We love to have current soap stars drop by and chat about their current storylines and let us get to know them a little bit better. But we also welcome the -the behind-the-scenes crew, whether it be technical or writers— The goal is to give fans an idea of how our soaps really come to be. We also have an open-door policy for soap stars who've moved on from daytime to other areas. Just because they've moved on, it doesn't mean that soap fans have forgotten them. One former star, Cynthia James, who played the role of Days of Our Lives' Lexi in the late 1980s, said that she was amazed when her PR person said that someone wanted to talk about her soap past. Here's a clip from an interview that first aired on May 11th 2012. But up first, as Days of Our Lives fans prepare to say goodbye to Lexi Carver, we have a chance to say hello to the first actress to really breathe life into the role. But Cynthia James is not simply defined by a single role. She's transcended a childhood of violence and abuse, and she's now helping others heal their own pain. Through it all, she hopes to help everyone reveal their extraordinary essence. Cynthia, welcome to Subcentral Live.
14: Oh, thank you, Dan. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for the
0: invitation. Well, you know, the invitation that fans may not know who are listening is this is something that we've planned many, many, many weeks ago back in, in February. So I've been looking forward to this show for quite some time.
15: Yeah,
14: I, me too. And, I, you know, it's so interesting because I haven't talked about my soap life for quite a while, and so when my assistant said, yeah, they're interested in interviewing you about your soap life, I'm like, really? That is so cool.
16: Well,
0: and also it's an interesting bit of timing, too, since this was sort of something that was planned many months ago. Uh, You probably weren't aware that Days of Our Lives was planning on writing out Lexi, that the character will no longer be around.
14: I was not aware of that. Wow, it's been a long run.
0: What is that sort of what thoughts go through your head when you hear that the character is going to be going away?
14: Well, you know what I feel. You know, I, I feel a little sad because you know there's there's not that many African American actresses that have you know you know large roles on soaps. Uh, and you know that character evolved. You know, when when I took over Lexi, she was a, she was a cop and she worked with Abe. They weren't even connected romantically. It evolved. And then Lexi's character, you know, the evolution of Lexi's character has been extraordinary. So, you know, it, it's unfortunate that, that she's going away uh, because I think she's had a lot of different colors and a lot of different elements to her character.
0: So let's rewind a little bit when you're talking about, you know, what Lexi was up to when you
5: joined the show. how did your sort of uh, your participation in
0: Days of Our Lives come to pass?
14: Well, okay, this is a bit of trivia you may not even know. <laughs> okay, when I excellent. first went to Los Angeles as an actress, I actually had an under five part on that show um, for Nurse Sally Johnson. And and Beatrice Hall was amazing. She actually guided me on how to use, you know, the three cameras. It was really loving and wonderful. And then, you know, Sally sort of went away. And two years later, I get a call from my agent that said, they'd like you to come back as this new character Lexi and I was like really and so I got to come in and and be a cop which was really fun because she was you know she had a a, a nice personality but she was tough and sort of no nonsense and Gabe was was so wonderful because he was such a uh, an incredible actor so anchored in his profession and his skill and he and he became like a friend so it was a it was a wonderful thing, and then to watch it evolve as they he had been asking for a love interest for quite a long time, and then to watch the two of them uh, evolve into this love interest was quite wonderful
0: see the one of the things I love about the show is is hearing all of the the, the backstory and getting a little nuggets of trivia uh, when they when you got the call to say that you know they wanted you to come back at first did you sort of think, gee, they want me to come back as sally again or did you not get a chance to have that beat and already find out that they wanted you for a new role
14: no i did think that i thought well sally's coming back but she wasn't all that significant so why And i said (laughs) no it's for lexi this cop and i was like really and i said she's an under five and they go no she's a character i'm like really this is so great well you know you're a young actress this is exciting stuff you know
0: what do you think that folks don't necessarily understand or what do you think is uh, society as a whole does not know about the world of soaps
14: you know i think soaps are one of the greatest training grounds ever because it's really the bridge between theater and 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 film cuz here's the thing you are really doing theater you get there at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning and they block you just like in theater. And then you come back and you do a camera rehearsal and so you're having to hit marks just like in theater. And then, you know, you come back and, and, and you shoot it and then they can edit. You know, just like in theater, they can edit between the time you go to lunch and the time you shoot. So it's this incredibly wonderful gift for an actor to be able to keep that um that energy and that synergy that you have in theater but you don't have the audience there
15: well as a
5: bridge somehow you were able to bridge from the world of acting to what you're doing now
0: which is uh, personal empowerment and self-help how did how did that come about how did we go from locking people up on days of our lives as a cop to to helping people
14: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know it was evolution you know i really believe that You know, a lot of people think that they have one purpose in life, and I just really don't believe it. I feel like we are all uh, in an evolutionary process of this thing, and so what it looked like 20 years ago won't be what it looks like 20 years from now. And so while I was acting, you know, there were all kinds of personal issues that that were coming up from my childhood. So I was doing therapy, and I was taking classes and workshops, and I went through a master's program at University of Santa Monica, and I really started getting... That there was, I had this gift with people. I had the ability to be with people and support them, whether it was individual or, or in groups. And so, it started to be more of a pull for me to, to work there. And then, you know, how the universe works is acting just sort of started shutting down. It was, it was um, mind boggling to me because I couldn't figure out why, you know, this acting that I was doing that had been so incredible for these many years, all of a sudden the doors were closed, and I really think it was because I was being guided to the work that I do today.
0: Cynthia James is now a transformational specialist and one of today's best love inspirational leaders and teachers. And I have to say that her tweets and emails are always so full of positivity, which can sometimes be a rare find. You can learn more about what Cynthia is up to by visiting her website, CynthiaJames.net. In 2011, Renee Jones, who is the best-known Lexi on Days of Our Lives, dropped by Soap Central Live shortly before it was announced that she decided to retire from the world of acting. It was the first time I'd had a chance to speak with her, and she was so lovely and so charming, so now she's definitely even more missed on Days. But during the interview, we learned one thing that she won't be doing in this new stage of her life. Take a listen to this interview from November 18th,
9: 2011.
0: Hi, Dan. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm great. This is the first time in 17 years that I've been doing SoapCentral.com and I've had the opportunity to talk to you. So this is uh, a great, great treat. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm happy. (laughs) Where have they been hiding you that I haven't seen you for 17 years?
9: (laughs) (laughs) I know. What is up with that? (laughs) Do you ever come to the set?
0: I've been there, and I've seen everybody but you. <laughs>
9: wow! Wow!
0: So we oh have, well. We have to make up for some lost time, so let's. I know exactly. If Lexi's entire family were to gather around the dinner table for the holidays, what do you think <laughs> would take place?
9: Oh my gosh! <laughs> her entire well, you know, her family is only what Theo, Theo, Abe, Stefano, EJ, oh, with the little kids nephews and and celeste
5: it's an interesting all, that's interesting group Celeste, where
9: she's been all these years yeah <laughs> <laughs> i say, mama where have you been all these years
0: <laughs> see that's and gonna to just give her some- that's gonna set it up for trouble right there the confrontation at the beginning of the meal <laughs> <laughs> yes
9: exactly exactly you're right yeah yeah.
5: Well, what and about you? I know
9: that Stefano loves EJ more than me. I've said it's his precious little EJ. So that, um, that that rivalry would be coming out,
5: I'm sure. Yeah. It's sounding like quite a meal. It's sounding like the place to be. <laughs>
0: now, one more thing before I let you go, because I know we are just about out of time. This may tread into the personal, but do you consider yourself to be a good cook? No. <laughs> you didn't even think that came out really quick
9: no i'm not a good cook at all do don't like i don't like cooking
0: so you don't mm-hmm. even pretend to, to maybe cook something
9: no no <laughs>
0: oh, okay that's hey you know what that that's fine when you're you're talking about mac and cheese and, and like you said nobody cooks quite like your mom that's why uh, yeah i enjoy yeah, I'm having fine them. With-
9: and i have no problem getting in the kitchen and washing dishes after you know but um i don't i don't cook and so generally with dinner parties and stuff i go to friends houses i did have someone at my house um i had some friends over for a dinner party recently for my birthday but i had somebody come in and cook the food and then even then i forgot i forgot the dessert <laughs> so um No, I'm not. That's not my forte.
17: (laughs) Oh gosh! And thank God,
9: my boyfriend said, "I'm not with you for your cooking." I'm like, "All right, (laughs) this is gonna last a long time, then." Yeah. (laughs) Oh
5: gosh, it
0: sounds. You know what? I think that's that's a great way to leave it. To let everybody remind everybody know that, uh, you know, there's always something for the person who you're with to to be thankful for and to look for. It may not be cooking. It may not be uh, you know, something else, but, you know, to, to keep in mind and keep in sight that uh, there's something special about everybody.
9: Yes, exactly. And don't make yourself do something that you don't do. – well, I can't say that because some people – you know, I, I do believe that if I had a family and I had to cook for my children, of course I would cook. But because I don't, you know, then Why? <laughs>
0: Why? Oh, well, you had me. Then you do the dishes. That makes you the perfect guest at the holidays. So
9: yes.
0: <laughs> oh well, thank you so, so much.
9: So what time should I come over? Hey, yeah,
0: you know what? It's it's Thanksgiving Day. I start cooking as soon as I wake up, and yeah, whoever shows up, there's food. Uh, I like to cook. Wow. I like to cook. There. I don't have a very large family, uh, so whatever is on the table. You know, and it's it's the island of misfit toys, Renee. Whoever doesn't have a place to go, they're more than welcome yeah. to come over and Oh and, that's uh,
9: wonderful. And I said, I watch food. people who cook and I, I see the joy that it brings you. I admire that so much because it truly brings you joy. And I can tell people who love to cook, they they put that love into cooking and it tastes so good. But you know people who don't love to cook prepare stuff for you, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Renee Jones is not the only long-time daytime star who I'd somehow never had a chance to interview before. Multi-soap vet and Emmy winner Sarah Brown has been on General Hospital, As the World Turns, back to General Hospital, over to The Bold and the Beautiful, and then to Days of Our Lives. And somehow, in the course of all of that, I'd never had a chance to sit down and talk to her. So when I visited the Days of Our Lives set for the big Horton Plaza unveiling... I finally had a chance to catch up with her, and she had a really great sense of humor when I told her that she was really hard to track down. Hello. How are you? What's going on? Uh, you
13: know, sitting in the chair. I'm
0: uh, Dan from Subcentral, and this is very Here's exciting because... I've been doing what I'm doing for 16 years, and in none of that time have I ever spoken to you.
9: In 16 years? How is that even possible? Have you avoided me? Be honest, you've been
5: avoiding me. It
0: sucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, oh, it's so weird. It's, uh, so I- I'm glad. I feel like there's, there's a whole lot in, in four minutes to, to, to hurry up and, right. and catch up Let's do your- it. 16 years in four minutes. Go. Uh,
8: Hi, this is Liz. I write One Life Cool With Two Scoops and other Soap Central articles. I want to congratulate Dan and Soap Central Live on 200 episodes and thank all the fans who read, comment, email, and call in for making Soap Central such a fun community. Thanks also to the actors, writers, and everyone else behind the soaps we love for entertaining us on screen and when they guest on Soap Central Live. And finally, thanks to you, Dan, for giving us a place to celebrate and discuss our shows. I can't wait to listen to your next 200.
0: For those who pursue a career in journalism, one of the first lessons they're taught is never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. Fortunately for all of you, I didn't go to journalism school. I was going to be a doctor, so I know nothing about that, and it's worked out really well because I've ended up asking a lot of questions of some of our guests where the answers have been completely unexpected, but they've given us a lot to talk about. On March 23rd, 2012, General Hospital star Jen Lilly dropped by to allow fans the chance to know her a little bit better. It came in the wake of some nastiness on Twitter with people who were upset that she had taken on the role of Maxie on GH. Jen has since moved on to Days of Our Lives, where she plays Teresa, but when she was a guest on Soap Central Live, I asked her, what would fans be surprised to know about her? I guess we'll get it kicked off this way, Jen. What do you think most people would be surprised to know about you?
3: I think most, I mean, my hobby is flipping furniture, and some people know that if they've read different articles about me, but um, I'm very much a girly girl. I love baking. I had a wedding cake business that was based out of my parents' kitchen in high school that I ran. But wow. recently, in the past three and three to four years, I've really been into, like, power saws and table saws and flipping furniture, like, finding old used furniture that people have cast aside and renewing them, and then um, I like to sell them or keep them for myself. So I'm going really to thrift store gems and power tools. I go to Home Depot a lot. It's one of my favorite stores.
0: So do you just <laughs> go in there and sort of wander the aisles and go, ooh, you know, chainsaw, ooh, jigsaw? Is that sort of how it um, goes?
3: Not really. I What I'll do is if I... I just recently got addicted to Pinterest. Oh God, I joined Pinterest, and it's it's you know travesty really. It takes up a lot of my time, but I will find things on Craigslist that I really like for cheap, and then I'll basically try to find a YouTube video or basically a how-to DIY video, do it yourself, and then I'll go to Home Depot and get the tools. Um, but a lot of them I already have. I mean, I have two table saws, I have Sanders, and um, my my literally one of my best friends she calls my my garage Home Depot because she's like i could borrow anything in here so um <laughs> i guess that's kind of surprising about me but i love wearing dresses and and baking as well so <laughs> that's my hobby
0: I, I don't know that i was expecting to talk about you know table sauce today but we can we can work with that that'll be that'll be fine we're going to go back a little bit to the this wedding cake business what is your favorite type of cake to make
3: i'm a big fan of yellow cake i feel like it's super delicious, and um, I don't really like fondue. I think it tastes disgusting. It's really pretty, but it tastes gross. So I'm a big fan of the buttercream icing um, as far as wedding cakes go, but I like the cream cheese icing, and I'm really into cake pans. I mean, that's kind of one of my addictions is buying cake pans. Like every time Target has a sale, my brother and my boyfriend are like, Jen, we got to go, and I'm like, wait, let's just check the cake pans. They might have cake pans. (laughs)
0: So, are we talking, like, you know, do you have the little bunny pans for Easter, and you have heart pans for Valentine's Day? Is that what we're talking about?
3: Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I'm a big fan.
0: Any <laughs> particular uh, mystery sort of cake pan, something like the Holy Grail of cake pans that you're looking for that maybe folks can tweet you and tell you where you can find it?
11: Oh, well, I just
3: recently saw this one on Pinterest that I thought was completely adorable because I'm helping plan my cousin's wedding, and, um... They're these these little miniature, they look like miniature three-tiered cakes. Um, I guess they're about the size of a cupcake, but they look like miniature wedding cakes, and I kind of want to get those and make her something. So I want to make her like 50 miniature wedding cakes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) While I love putting together each and every episode of Soap Central Live, there is one aspect of this job that I never look forward to doing. And that's creating a memoriam section when we lose one of our favorite daytime stars. In 2010, we had the difficult task of saying goodbye to three much-loved daytime veterans, James Mitchell, Helen Wagner, and Francis Reed. We put together this very special in-memoriam montage as a way to pay tribute to three stars that provided us with countless hours of entertainment. We'll start this tribute with all my children's James Mitchell who played Palmer Cortland.
18: My Dobermans. Yes, everybody was scared of them. Well, why not? I had them well trained. <laughs> yeah, but just like that, then they'd come.
9: Sometimes yes. I thought father loved those dogs more than he loved me.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he almost <laughs> sent those hands she from hell on so me.
12: Well, he did set <laughs> them on me. <laughs> oh, <that's right.
18: laughs> I didn't give anything away for nothing. Not for anything, no. It was all for me, finally. Except, except my dear loved ones. Daisy. <laughs> him. Nobody much talks about Daisy. And it's hard for me to talk about her, too. But anyway, oh, those other ladies in my life. Loved them all. I
6: think this calls for a toast. To Palmer Cortland.
10: To Palmer. To
12: Palmer.
11: Father... To Palmer.
15: My name is Helen Wagner, and I play Nancy Hughes. She
2: has the most beautiful smile. She made me feel so at home.
6: She's amazing. She's uh, incredible energy incredible uh, life source
9: for the show she was no shrinking violet, and that that's inspiring Helen I'm so proud to have
13: worked with you for the past 18 years you are one of a kind
12: hello I'm Frances Reed but you know me as Alice Horton Our very first show, seems like only yesterday. A lot has happened since that first day. Good times and bad, and my goodness, everything in between. We'd like to take a moment to thank you, our loyal and devoted fans who welcome us into their homes. Some of you, from the very beginning, from our families to yours, we're so happy you could join us then and now, and all the days of our lives yet to come. Goodbye and bless you.
0: While that message from Francis Reed was recorded as a special message to Days of Our Lives fans, I can't help but think that it also applies to the listeners of Soap Central Live. We absolutely value your listenership each and every week, whether you've been with us from episode one, or you've picked up the show somewhere in between there and today's episode 200. We could not do this show without you. We appreciate you listening each and every week. We appreciate you giving your feedback, telling us who you'd like to hear as guests on Soap Central Live. We appreciate those of you who download the show later in the archives or share it with your friends and family who are also Soap fans we would also love and appreciate you even more if you tune in for our second part of our 200th episode celebration it's coming up right after this show and there are some great things yet to come we're gonna have a look at some of the wackiest moments in soap central live history we have an on-air squabble between a husband and wife We have two very funny comedians, one talking about her love for a particular soap character, perhaps it was a little unhealthy, and then another comedian who takes a look at how soap fans think that they're watching television that may be crazy and unbelievable, but in reality, soaps are tame compared to what goes on in the real world. Speaking of the real world, we'll also have some of my real-life relatives and how they came onto the show and just acted crazy. A lot of good stuff there. But then we're also going to take a somewhat more serious turn, perhaps a little bit of a detour, because Soap Central Live, while we have a great time here each and every week, we also do present some very serious information. We look at some of the health matters that are taking place on the soaps, bring on experts so we can talk about how those particular illnesses and ailments may affect people in the real world. We'll also take a look at one of the most controversial interviews that's been done here on Soap Central Live. There are also going to be a look at some of the things that have happened behind the scenes, some bloopers and outtakes going on to air. And a segment that we call, The Show Must Go On. I don't mean to belabor the point, but this is a live show each and every week, so there's the possibility that anything could happen. We've had weeks where guests have not shown up as expected. We've had weeks where people have been sick. I've been sick. We've had technical errors and glitches and acts of God. There's a lot of stuff that goes on putting this show together, but I love each and every moment of it, so I hope that you will stay tuned. For those of you who are listening live, the second part of our 200th episode is coming up in just a couple of moments. If you are listening to this show in the archive you'll be able to download part two of our 200th episode celebration so you can listen to that as well but in the meantime we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with part two of our 200th episode celebration on soap central live
18: the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Hey Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the Daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, soapcentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow.
18: Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com.
19: boxing, like networking, is a contact sport. The more contacts and connections you make, the greater your success. If you're a business owner, sales agent, or job seeker, it's all about the connection. If you want help in your corner, pick up a copy of Knockout Networking today by speaker and author Michael Goldberg. Michael's book will absolutely help you generate more prospects, more referrals, and more business, or more job leads, or even more social connections. Knockout Networking will help you feel more confident speaking with people you don't know determine who your target market is the best way to introduce yourself at business meetings how to deliver an elevator pitch follow up and how to generate more leads social media isn't always the answer but knockout networking is visit knockoutnetworking.com to pick up your copy of michael goldberg's book knockout networking remember nothing happens in business without a connection so make the right connections visit knockoutnetworking.com today
1: Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance, and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but nine out of ten pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362.
18: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: It's our 200th episode, and we're celebrating by taking over another hour on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, today on Soap Central Live. What's
2: happening this week on your favorite soap operas? It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, recaps, and interviews with your favorite
0: daytime stars. Now, here's Dan. Welcome to the second hour of our special 200th episode celebration of Soap Central Live. I am still your host, Dan Kroll, though I may have had a halftime costume change while we went to commercial. I want to thank all of you for sticking around with us in this special supersized edition of the show. For those of you, though, that were tuned in to hear the joy of lentils, there will be no show this week. If you were expecting my puns to get better by the 200th episode, well, you'd be mistaken. But in all seriousness, if you are just tuning in or listening to this show in the archives, please be sure to download part one of our 200th episode celebration. It included a look at some of our biggest surprises, some notable firsts, as well as some behind-the-scenes stories of how all those episodes went down.
8: Well, hello, hello, congratulations, 200th show, Soap Central Live. It's Terry Ivins, and I love you, Dan, so much, I'm so excited for you, and I just wanted to call in so I could celebrate with you, well done, keep on moving forward, you make us so proud and you put us in our best light i'm sure i speak for every single soap star god bless
0: one of the privileges of hosting soap central live is that i can pretty much do whatever i want you heard that in the last hour with the surprises but a surprise as we'll call it can happen at any time in a show with little or no warning I suppose it doesn't come as much of a surprise to anyone who listens to live radio or television. Now, call me a hypocrite, but as much as I love surprising guests on Soap Central Live, that's how much I hate... Being surprised. It's not that I'm a total control freak. I mean, I am to a certain degree, but that's not the reason that I don't like surprises. It's tough to run a tight ship every week when you're live for an hour. There have been weeks where a minute before showtime a guest has had to cancel and I've been left scrambling to come up with a show topic. I never fully understood what the expression the show must go on really meant until I started doing Soap Central Live. A couple of years ago at an event in New York, actress Florencia Lozano, who plays Taya Delgado on One Life to Live, said something to the effect that you can't worry about being perfect all the time because even if you put on the best performance of your life, someone will still find fault with it. She was talking about acting, but my takeaway was that it very much applied to hosting a live radio show. Florencia has yet to be a guest on Soap Central Live, but I hope that we can remedy that sometime in the near future so I can thank her for that little pearl of wisdom. In the meantime, it's time to take a look at some of the shows that, for one reason or another, almost didn't happen. On February 11th, 2011, Days of Our Lives star Ari Zucker was scheduled to be a guest on the show. It was scheduled for many weeks, but then the day of the show, Day's production schedule changed and she was scheduled to be on set during our live show. So, oh, about 10 minutes before the show, Day's PR department reached out and arranged to get Sean Christian on the show. Neither he nor I were necessarily prepared for the interview, but somehow that didn't seem to matter. Hey, Soap fans, it's Dan Kroll welcoming you to another edition of the always unpredictable Soap Central Live. If I sound a little bit sniffly or stuffy this week, we'll call it snuffy, Uh, It's because I have a little bit of a cold. I often mention this, but it does bear repeating. One, I don't like surprises. And two, this is live radio, so anything can happen. To that end, Ari Zucker was scheduled to be my guest this week, as you heard at the top of the show, but there was a production schedule change, and she's been called away to work. If you follow her tweets, you know that she mentioned the other day that she was already working before 7 a.m., so that must mean that there's something big and juicy coming up. Speaking of big and juicy, and I really have no idea where this segue is going to go, but we'll just go with it. (laughs) Let's just say that we do have another guest from Days of Our Lives to chat with us this week. Valentine's Day is coming up, and it's a holiday that's associated with hearts. So what better guest to have on than someone who plays a doctor who performed heart surgery this week? Sean Christian is a veteran of three daytime drama series. He started off as Mike Kaznoff on As the World Turns before dropping by one life to live as Ross Rayburn. But in just a few weeks, he'll celebrate his third anniversary as Daniel Jonas on NBC's Days of Our Lives. And three seems to be a really good number for him because this year he's also a three-time SoapCentral.com Yankees Award nominee. So let's get him here on the show. Sean, thanks so much for coming by last minute to save me as a <coughs> having a guest here.
20: My pleasure, Dan, or should I just call you Snuffy?
0: You can call me Snuffy. Yeah, that'll the be fine. Big fun. and
20: juicy introduction. I think I could call you Snuffy. That was all more right of an introduction. I must say, thank you.
0: Well, thanks, Big and Juicy. Uh, <laughs> has anybody? Right. Well, has we anybody got with pet names now. That'll They're be, be cr- that's Unpredictable
20: great. is right. God knows where this is going now.
0: Well, you know, you've already met my mom, so I feel like, you know, the courtship phase is already out of the way, so...
20: Exactly, you know, sitting on a tailgate, reminiscing.
0: <laughs> Come on, I'm
20: meeting the mother in the back woods. I mean, you know, there's a whole show there for you.
0: I, I kind of think that there is. So let's just get this out of the way. Has anyone told you and broken the news to you that you are a three-time SoapCentral.com award nominee? No. I have oh. no. Okay, so, well, well, absolutely, I'll be the one to tell you. What the hell's going on in
20: my life now? What happened?
0: (laughs) You have been nominated as the Outstanding Supporting Actor, Most Attractive Male Star, and Outstanding Overall Performer by the fans on SoapCentral.com. So congratulations for that.
20: Right on. Do you have, like, an applause button that goes everyone claps like there's a loud group of clapping? Uh, How about
0: applause applause of one? There
20: you go. Thank you. No, I sincerely thank you very much. That's actually very nice. I did not know. So, it, um, I appreciate it.
0: Good. It is the, the only awards out there. I mean, of course, we have the Daytime Emmys. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the old things, so. yeah.
20: <laughs> you know, These the Oscars, are, they, you know, those old things. Those old gold <laughs> nuggets, I do know. You know.
0: These are the only awards that are decided upon by the fans. So, it's they make the nominations, they vote for the winners, so you're yeah, up as it to should face. be. That's
20: awesome. The voice of the people who are invested in it, don't you think?
0: I think so, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody knows a performer who is long overdue for recognition, for be it an Emmy or something, and for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to happen. And, you know, those are all decided by industry insiders. Who are the people who are really making everything happen? It's the fans. So I think that does mean a whole lot. Can they get an award? The fans? Yeah, how would you do that?
20: Is that possible
5: i don 't know that I have the the budget under that know, man,
20: just I mean snuffy, figure that one out no, i 'm just kidding i 'll figure that out while we figure you out a little bit <laughs> <Good luck>. let 's <laughs> laying tricks. down on a couch for this
0: <clears throat> as you heard in that clip, I was a little underweather for the show, but it 's nothing in comparison to what the guest in our next clip was dealing with. On September 30th, 2011, Another World, Passions, and One Life to Live favorite, Robin Strasser, called in from a hospital bed. As you may know, Robin had to cancel last week's appearance here on Soap Central Live because she wasn't feeling well and actually was in the hospital. So all of that has led to a lot of questions. You know, why did Robin leave One Life to Live? Could Dorian return? And most importantly, of course, how is Robin feeling? So let's get some answers and welcome, Robin, to Soap Central Live. Thank you.
21: <laughs> so waiting the in the wings. I'm not. The- <laughs> I'm actually waiting in a hospital bed, and it kind of has like magic fingers, and it goes and this thing, and, it, and it, it moves underneath you. And um, I luckily have not spent much time in hospitals. And the, you, know, the first hospitalization last week, it's. Scared the heck out of me. I'm, What's that? Wait a minute. You know, um, so it was really weird. And, and the one I was in kept collapsing. And two nights in a row it collapsed. And it occurred to me that there might be hidden cameras and I was being punked. But I'm a drama queen even when I'm at
15: Death's Door. <laughs> oh no, not Death's Door. No,
0: but in all seriousness, how drama are queen, you feeling? Uh, uh, horrible. But you know,
21: um uh, there's uh uh i I'm blessed I have medical insurance I'm at a new very good hospital. there are very nice people uh taking care of me and uh we'll uh get to the bottom of this and um i love uh be leaping tall buildings in a single bound in, with with you know God's help.
0: General Hospital Emmy winner Julie Berman has been a guest on Soap Central Live three or four times now, but she soldiered through battling a cold to be a guest on the show on November 16th, 2012. I'm not sure if it was a cold medicine or not, but we learned some very interesting information about her holiday traditions. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm wonderful. I was looking at my notes and realized it's been about a year since we had the last opportunity to chat, so I feel like there's so much going on.
15: Thanks for (laughs) giving
0: a call in and and giving a chance for us to get caught up.
15: Absolutely. Now, if
0: I'm not mistaken, because you know you can't always believe everything that you read on the internet, it looks like GH is dark this week and next week for the holiday. Is that true? Yes, that's correct. Well, that's even more uh, of, of a thank you for taking some time off of your, your time off to chat with us about all kinds of stuff here.
22: Oh, I'm just uh, I'm sitting on my couch nursing a cold right now, so I have nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, I, I mean, I guess if that's the way we have to get people on the show, by giving them a cold, I guess that's what we
22: have to
10: do.
0: But,
22: no, it's great. Oh, it's, it's actually keeping my mind off of everything, so it's Perfect.
0: Well, good. Uh, I hope that you feel better. And, you know, when you have a, a cold and sometimes you have a fever and you feel like you're burning up, the show, GH, has also been on fire and burning up lately. I mean, it seems like there's, uh, you know, the ratings are up. The show just won another Emmy last year. It seems like everybody is really, really giving their 110%. Is that something that you've noticed behind the scenes as well? That there's this renewed energy?
22: Yeah. I mean I'm first of all I'm just so impressed with your transition of combining uh General Hospital with fevers and burning up. That was amazing. <laughs> but um yes, I uh I do feel like there is a renewed energy and um, everyone is very happy to be there at work and um, you know, we're all working very, very hard and and I think we've always Um, been a tight group and now it's just you know a different uh, a different person running the ship so it it, I think it put people on their toes and and it's shaken things up a little bit and um, you know it's it's made it fresh for the viewers and it's made it fresh for the actors as well.
0: As we're almost out of time for this segment I want to find out uh, Thanksgiving what is an ideal Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving meal for Julie Berman um
22: well, I would have to say that my husband makes the most ridiculously delicious mashed potatoes um, i It's, like, now become this thing where every Thanksgiving, uh, even if we go to someone's house, we have to bring our own mashed potatoes because we're those people that are (laughs) mashed potato snobs. Um, So basically, like, even if we do, there are mashed potatoes there and we bring our own, we also keep a separate stash in the freezer for us to have in the next couple of months when we want to defrost and have more mashed potatoes. So I'd say anything that involves those uh, is probably a solid Thanksgiving for me.
0: In the meantime, before we let you go, one last question for you. Have you ever done any Black Friday craziness, Julie?
22: oh my god do you even know who you're talking to I literally like I wake up at about six in the morning go to the mall with my husband and I pretty much stock up for the year on all my clothes and it's sad it's really sad but I I look forward to it probably more than Christmas or my birthday combined
0: Wow! do you have one particular Black Friday deal that you are most happy to brag about I
22: just go to like honestly I go to a department store and there are so if you go early enough before all the people are there and of course now I'm sharing the secret so everyone's <laughs> gonna be there when the doors open but I get there literally when the doors open and everything is still very organized and it's not a total disaster and a mess and I can find my size and I try on everything and I'm done by like a, before noon. I'm done shopping and I've seriously I've like stocked up on you know, whatever new clothes I need to replace for myself or whatever. And I'm like, it's just the easiest thing ever. But then when you go and you go in the afternoon and it's too late, it's it's just a mess. And I think it's a pain. So
0: So it's all about shopping for yourself on Black Friday.
22: Yes, yes, I'm selfish like that.
0: (laughs) Julie and her husband, Mike, are the co-founders of the eco-friendly pet supply company, Better Buddies. They donate a portion of proceeds to helping rescue and rehabilitate displaced pets with the eventual goal of finding these pets a forever home. You can get more information at BetterBuddies.com. Despite planning and even being able to switch things up on a moment's notice, there are still some things that cannot be overcome. On June 10th, 2011, a power outage forced us to miss an episode of Soap Central Live. And then several weeks later, on August 5th, 2011, I started speaking in tongues during an interview with Days of Our Lives' Deidra Hall.
5: Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good, Deidre. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk to me today for not only for SoapCentral.com, but also for SoapCentral Live.
14: Great, because I'm, I'm grateful that you're helping to get the word out there about the show.
0: Well, you know, it is great to say that you're returning to Days of Our Lives. I'd imagine on your side, it also must be great to be able to say that you're returning to the show.
5: (laughs) What you said. (laughs)
0: I'm not entirely sure what I said, but I think we get the point. and what was it you said? I'm not. Uh, you know, we're going to go on and pretend. <laughs> the, the <first laughs> uh, I... Days of Our Lives recently released a new book dedicated to healthier living. The book, aptly titled Days of Our Lives, Better Living, is available from booksellers and online retailers right now.
8: Hi, this is Larissa from Days Two Scoops, and I am thrilled to celebrate Soap Central Live's 200th show. Thanks to all you listeners out there for your support. But most of all, thanks for sharing your love of soaps with us.
0: I think every interviewer wants to have their Oprah moment, where they land an interview with someone who's really hard to get or perhaps controversial. For me, that guest would be former ABC Daytime president Brian Franz. Assuming we could lay all our cards on the table and have an honest discussion... I'd love to be able to talk to him about what really went down when all my children in one life to live were canceled. Who ultimately made the decision? Is he really the villain that he's made out to be? To me, I think it would be a fascinating interview. And Brian, if you are listening, I'd love to have you on the show. Please feel free to reach out or have your people reach out and we'll make it happen. There was an Oprah slash Barbara Walters moment on Soap Central Live and it took place earlier this year. On July 19th, 2013, the Young and the Restless's original Jill, Brenda Dixon, who's seen by many as a lightning rod for controversy, paid her first visit to Soap Central Live. She was promoting her memoir, and I wanted to make sure that I was prepared for the interview, so I read her book twice in 24 hours just to make sure that I could make a perfect point or counterpoint to anything that she said. I'm not sure that Brenda expected that. As you can hear in this next clip, I was surprised by what happened next. Soap operas, you you talk about your your second husband, and we do have a call from John that I'm going to take in a second, but I was reading, reading the book, and I got to the chapter about your second husband, Uh, And of course, the book we're talking about is My True Hidden Hollywood Story by Brenda Dixon, who is our first guest this week. You talk about how uh, you and your second husband would act silly and almost like children and that you went uh, to the Plaza Hotel and didn't come out of the room for five days. We can sort of draw our own conclusion. (laughs) You know, those things to me. That really sounds like the the true love when people tell their stories about true love. So
15: yeah, it's true. He he was my one true love. I'm going to start crying now. I don't want to make. But how how do you go
0: from being you know acting like kids? You know people are probably in their own relationships um, and think had of some someone. problems.
15: We had some internal problems with the family. Um, uh, his daughter. Uh, went with the mother it was one of these situations i know susan summers has written a book about it where um you know uh, the daughter went with the family and uh, the daughter didn't like me and she wouldn't um invite me anywhere to her graduation or anything and she was very mean to jan for and they didn't speak to him for 3 years after our marriage and it just got worse and worse with this with his daughter and um he got a little temper going on and I got out, and um, yeah, it was very sad because I loved him very, very much, and I believe that pressure was put on Jan uh, from the higher-ups because he got that bankruptcy lawsuit of my money owed from Robert Rifkin, which was a $5.5 million estate, and he said, oh, Brenda, I can't try it. I've been threatened, and I'm worried about my daughter. So I think pressure was put on Jan because he was an attorney. You have to understand these people have control over the court system, and can pretty much do whatever they want with a, you know, like a seedy judge, you know, not a real judge. Um, So, and that's what I got in Hawaii. Um, So I think there was pressure put on him, and I did love him very, very much. Probably still do.
0: You may be thinking, well, she's an actress, so certainly she could fake the tears. But I have to tell you, though, during the commercial break, Brenda apologized for crying and said that she hadn't expected my question. Brenda Dixon's memoir, My True Hidden Hollywood Story, is available for purchase on Amazon or on her official website, brendadixon.com. Speaking of tears, a lot of tears were shed in 2011 when, as I mentioned earlier, ABC announced that it was canceling All My Children and One Life to Live. Soap Central Live is a place that celebrates our love for soaps, but we've unfortunately had to have far too many tributes to fallen soaps. Here are a few moments from our tributes to All My Children and One Life to Live. On January 5th, 1970, television audiences were introduced to the trials and tribulations of a small fictional town in Pennsylvania called Pine Valley. And for 41 years, 8 months, and 18 days... Millions of soap fans have tuned in to catch the highs and the lows, the laughter and the tears of all their favorite Pine Valley residents. But today, September 23rd, 2011, that all came to an end as All My Children aired its final episode on ABC. But in true soap opera fashion, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger as soap fans wait to find out if their favorite pine valley residents will live on on the internet today it's a look back at 41 years of memories with your favorite all my children stars and your favorite amc clips on a very special edition of soap central live That theme song really takes me back. It takes me back to when I first started watching All My Children in the early 19- On July 15th, 90s. 1968, television viewers were introduced to the town of Landview, Pennsylvania, a fictional suburb of Philadelphia. Now, 43 years and nearly six months later, those same television fans are having to say goodbye. After more than 11,000 episodes, today, January 13th, 2012... One Life to Live aired its final episode on ABC. Today, it's time to celebrate all the things we love about Landview and One Life to Live, because there's still a whole lot of life left to live. So join us today as we look back at 43 years of memories on a very special edition of Soap Central Live. The All My Children tribute aired September 23rd, 2011, and the One Life to Live tribute aired January 13th, 2012. Both shows, as every show that we're talking about today, is available in our archives. You'll hear some great flashback memories and interviews that you won't hear anywhere else, so if you're an AMC or One Life to Live fan, be sure to check them out. Now at the time of this broadcast, there is still no word from Prospect Park on when production on a second online season of either soap. Will begin.
8: Hey, this is Chanel, recapper for The Bold and the Beautiful and All My Children, wishing you a happy 200th episode. Soap Central Live,
0: yay! So, what's a soap without a crazy person? That's like peanut butter without the jelly. In recent years, though, soaps have been making a more concerted effort to look at the reality of mental illnesses. On September 27, 2013, Dr. David Brundell sat down with me to discuss how realistic soaps and other forms of entertainment are when they portray mental illnesses. So my first guest this week is a Boston-based psychiatrist who, in his private practice, provides consultation and treatments for adults with depression, Bipolar disorder, anxiety, personality disorders, eating disorders, substance abuse, and psychosis. He would make a mint if he lived in some of our favorite fictional soap towns. But he's not there. He's with us today. Dr. David Brendel received his B.A., summa cum laude, from Yale, his M.D. from Harvard Medical School, and a Ph.D. in philosophy. Ooh. From the University of Chicago. He's also the author of Healing Psychiatry Bridging the Science Humanism Divide, published by MIT Press. I'm not sure that he ever expected to be using all that education to help us analyze our wacky soap characters, but we're happy to have him here today. Anyway, Dr. Brendel, welcome to Soap Central Live.
16: Well, Dan, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be part of the show.
0: Well, I'm glad that you're here. As I mentioned in your introduction, you have more degrees in a thermometer, so I want to let you give a, a brief bio to the folks who are listening so they can know a little bit about you.
16: Well, uh, well, as I'm sure your listeners know, I spent way too much time in school <laughs> in my life <laughs> and uh, you know, have spent the last... Um, 10 or 15 years trying to unlearn everything that i (laughs) learned in medical school and in all my other schooling
0: how do you think that the entertainment industry fares when it portrays mental illnesses and is that even what we should be referring to should we be calling it a mental illness
16: Uh, i i think that's still a fair term a mental illness a, a mental disorder or psychiatric disorder uh i i think that terminology is fine i think the uh one of the sad realities remains that the, these issues remain um, kind of closeted and stigmatized and uh, misunderstood in many ways. Uh, my, my sense is that the enter- entertainment industry has made um, you know some major strides in uh, understanding how to portray these conditions in uh, you know realistic terms and in respectful terms to the people that are that are suffering with the illnesses. Uh, and uh, and the very kind of dialogue that you're that you're promoting now, I think, is is what can help that continue to move forward. Um, I respect the fantasy world as something in itself. I don't think that every movie or TV show or whatever kind of media we're talking about, I don't think that it always and invariably has to show illnesses uh, in exactly the terms that they present themselves. There's something to be said for pure fantasy. Um, and at the same time, I think the entertainment industry can show some responsibility and take the lead on educating people about these very common, very devastating illnesses that have been misunderstood for so long. So I, I see both sides of that, and I, I'm excited to think it through with you some more.
0: Well, because I think for me, and I, I sort of feel bad saying this when we're, we're looking in depth, a lot of my favorite characters, particularly on soaps, are the ones who, if you'll pardon the term, are seen as crazy. You know, they're doing all the things that we know that they shouldn't do. They're, you know, running around, stealing people's identities and throwing them in mine shafts, all that other stuff. It makes for great television. But do you think that that does foster some of the stigma that you talked about, where there are still a lot of people who see having some sort of of, of a mental illness or uh, other issue as being a sign of weakness or a sign of failure?
16: Well, I think that's a that's a great question. I, I, I would say I, I share with you the uh, the idea that some of my favorite people are people who are labeled as crazy, <laughs> uh, and I'm talking about in the real world. So, um, you know, whether I'm thinking about my personal life or in in my practice, um, you know, pe- people that um, come with uh, bizarre thinking, delusional thoughts, uh, um, mania—they're um, they're often in- incredibly interesting and creative people. Um, At the same time, they're really, uh, in many or most cases, um, suffering and and, uh, need some help and and compassion.
0: If you'd like more information about Dr. David Brendel, check out his official website, leadingmindsexecutivecoaching.com. Even though there have been 200 episodes of Soap Central Live, there may still be some things that you don't know about the show, so I thought I'd take the time now to explain a little bit more about how things operate. First, every show is written and produced by me. If you've ever watched a TV talk show and thought, these hosts have no idea what they're talking about, it's because they have a gaggle of producers doing research and writing questions for them. Here, it's just me. However, there is no way that I could do the show alone. There's a team of engineers that help me keep the show running smoothly each and every week. Whether that be by making sure that clips are uploaded and ready to play, or handling the switchboards during the show, I couldn't do it without them. So I want to make sure that Brad, Randy, Ryan, and Matt get a special mention during this show, because again, we would not have gotten to 200 episodes if it was not for them. There are a lot of primetime programs recently that have been celebrating milestones. Grey's Anatomy aired its 200th episode earlier this month. CSI broadcast its 300th episode just this week. And these are all impressive numbers, but you may be wondering why this show, our 200th episode, is such a big deal. There are other broadcasts or podcasts that may have put together twice as many shows as what we have here on Soap Central Live, but there's a bit of a difference. Any website, soap, sports, cooking, you name it, can put together a podcast and upload it at any time without any sort of quality control. They can put up 10 episodes per day if they really want to. Soap Central Live, however, operates under much of the same terms as a TV show. We're guided by ratings. The show airs once a week and we're only renewed if the ratings are there. So that brings me to another important part of the show, you, the listeners. I say it every time I get a chance, but Soap Central Live would simply not exist if it were not for you, the fans. Your support over these 200 episodes has been phenomenal, and knowing that I can count on your support for the next 200 episodes makes all the work worthwhile. But before I get too serious and turn this into an episode of Dr. Phil, there is an awful lot of tomfoolery that goes on on this show. Of course, being a serious and professional host, none of it is my fault. Um, you know, there's a question, and I knew that we were going to get to this at some point, Jerry. I've never never—I've been doing interviews now for SoapCentral.com for 18 years. I'm not entirely sure that I've ever asked this question to someone before, but <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but this is a question that came up on Twitter that far more people ask this than I ever would have thought possible, and this is what they're saying. They're saying that, Jerry, you smell very good, and they want to know... <laughs> What? Last, last time I asked that, I probably got smacked. It was probably somewhere in college. But people, this is this is the word on the street. I'm not sure what street this is. But like a dozen people sent me a message to say that you smell very nice. And they want to know what it is you're wearing unless it's some sort of uh, family recipe that you know, don't want to share. This is this is this is the word on the street. Again, never asked this to anyone ever before.
16: This,
17: I can see why, yeah. uh, Dan, this comes from, I think, the bowling event that I have every year in October, and this year it's on October 13th in New York City for American Cancer Society. And I get an awful lot of people, and I get get that comment kind of like, you know, 10 or 20 times during that day when we're taking pictures and stuff. And they say, what are you wearing that think it's something expensive? Well, my wife, who's allergic to most everything on the earth, the only aftershave she's not allergic to is Old Spice. And I think Old Spice has been around as long as One Life to Live has. And I think I remind them of their dads, perhaps, or their uncles. And uh, and that's, I think that's where it comes from on Twitter, but I'm, I'm hoping that's where it comes from.
0: Um, well, I'm, I'm hoping so, too. It's, it's interesting. You know, I was expecting some sort of, the the baked bean commercials where the dog always wants to give the secret recipe. That's what I was expecting from you, that perhaps this was a, nope, nope. a concoction that you're little making. Spice, you know, not <laughs> okay. even the cologne, the aftershave, you know. That was an interview with guiding light and one life to live favorite, Jerry Verdorn from July 12th, 2013. Jerry and his former guiding light love interest, Liz Kiefer were also on soap central live earlier this month on October 4th, to talk about their annual charity bowling benefit for the American cancer society daytime stars and strikes while we're talking about guiding light love interests i can't help but think back to a show way back on july 23rd 2010 victoria platt and terrell tilford played victoria and david on guiding light it's where they met and fell in love in real life and then they came on soap central live and thanks to my questions about capers and cows <laughs> their marriage nearly fell apart Okay,
5: we, we still have about 20 minutes left, so I don't get too hungry. Let's get off a little bit about food, but let's let's turn it and make a slight segue. Okay. What is your least favorite food? We'll do both, but since, Victoria, you started uh, mouthwatering over there, what's your least favorite food?
23: I don't like anything with capers. I hate That's capers. That's true.
5: And I forget every
6: time or when I throw capers on some salmon or something like that, she'll go, I mean, can you eat these off of here? Remember, I don't like capers. And I go, really, you don't? Like, I'm, like, so surprised and almost, like, hurt that she doesn't because I love them so much.
23: And I'm like, it's been 10 years, baby. You can't remember that. It's only one thing on the planet that I don't eat so far. (laughs) (laughs) Capers.
6: For me, Brussels sprouts. Ooh. Yeah. Could do without. Could do without. Even as a kid, when I had to eat them, I should just swallow them whole. Real? What? Now, Vic, now, Vic, of course, has has tried to serve them to me. She steamed them and lathered them up very nicely with butter, which I think is twice as gross. And I go, sweetheart, I, I'm not eating that. And she'll say, come on, just try it. I'm like, why? I know I don't like it. Just try it. So I try it. I make a funny face. I get grossed out. She gets a big laugh out of it. There's the payoff.
23: But <laughs> something that cooked that he didn't like, uh, that he said he didn't like before I cooked them, he liked them afterwards. Like baby bok choy, he was like, ah, I don't like that. I was like, you haven't had it the way I cook it. So I made the baby bok choy for him. Loved the baby bok choy. Now he requests the baby bok choy.
6: That that's true. The
5: name alone still scares me. <laughs> you seem to have a an aversion to vegetables that start with B. No, but she's always
6: like yanking oh, something out of the ground point. He does. some just- yanking something out of the ground or grabbing some herbs or something. Hey, baby, try this. Like, I'm I'm the experiment, you know, dude here, whatever. So she's like, here, try this. I'm like, she's like, well, you know, you, you might break out in hives or something, but you'll be fine.
7: <laughs> That's not true. I don't do that. In
6: in
23: L.A., we grew, I grew my own herbs. I was very proud of my garden. Um, my tomatoes mm-hmm. didn't do very well. Okay. And I think my cabbage would have been brilliant. I think my cabbage is probably delicious because the before I got a chance to get to it, oh, but um, but I I I really like the whole living off the land thing. I like the idea of of growing and you know and eating your own produce. Like we we had avocado trees and and yeah. lime trees and lemon trees and orange. I mean, you, you name it, we had it in L.
5: Yeah, a. a different story. <laughs> Now, if you had the ability, would you also do the whole uh uh? Um own animals and things like that, too, or are you strictly just going to say, let's stick with vegetables?
6: You mean Um, like having a cow roaming around or something?
5: (laughs) (laughs) You know, cows, chickens, Uh, perhaps.
6: A buffalo, apparently. No, because I love animals. Any animal that we have on our property, we can't slaughter it. I'm not eating that. That's disgusting.
21: Okay, so I have
23: a very different view about this. And so oh, I've okay. always said, Terrell, you know, when we when we retire, whatever that means, I want to yeah. have a place in Montana.
6: <laughs> I don't know
23: why Montana. It just seems like it has a lot of space. <laughs> and I want to to own farm. <laughs> shout out to the people and in Montana.
17: Shout out to the people in Montana that are
23: listening uh, right now. Shout out to Montana. Um, and I want to have our own farm where we have our own animals. And, and I think, I don't think people have enough
14: respect for the food that they eat,
23: especially the live food. Now, I mean, live food in terms of hearts, because technically, yes, plants are also alive. But right. Yeah, I, um, I don't want to have any animals.
6: I don't want to have a slaughterhouse.
23: Okay, I, I just I'm not think. Uh, let's not argue on, uh, on, on national radio here. <laughs> let,
6: let, let's, not, let's not break up on national
23: radio. That would blow. <laughs> that would suck. No, but I, but I think it, having your own animals and raising them and then eating them, would give you a different respect for what animals go through and what they sacrifice for us to eat. I think we would eat meat less, which would be better for us.
6: I mean, health wise
23: Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and better for the planet.
6: And see, I I feel like I would be letting the animals down. Like I built them up as this great friendship and everything. Then, you know, I come out (laughs) there one day and it's like, well, Sally, the jig is up and she's looking at me. Her eyes are all bulged. Like, wait a minute. You should come out here and like pet me. And,
5: And we
7: talk.
5: Well, I'm going to take a few minutes to let the animals run free. uh, But while in that time, we'll take a little bit of a break. But we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live after the break.
0: That is still one of my favorite episodes. Food does certainly bring out some unusual discussions here on Soap Central Live. On June 8th, 2012, comedian B.D. Freeman dropped by to prove that real life is far crazier than any soap story. Somehow we went from talking about Marlena Evans' possession by the devil to, well, just take a listen.
24: Yeah, I heard about that. And I heard about another guy who's eating himself. True story. Heard it on the radio the other night. This dude takes pieces of himself and eats it. Said it makes him strong. He's just eating pieces of himself. And it's, uh, yeah, like just cutting pieces of his skin off, eating it, you know. And then there's one dude who was a hermaphrodite, and he decided, you know, he went back and forth all of his life trying to decide, I'm a man or my woman, I'm going to be a man or a woman. He decides he's going to be a woman, chops off his balls. And he, sold them. Yeah, yeah, and sold them. And the dude that ate them ate them with a nice, tangy sauce on it. You know, a nice. he had them glazed. He had glazed balls. Ate them up.
5: <laughs> I,
24: you know. So people, are, people are, I don't know, man. You know, people are afraid of the whole zombie thing right now. You ever hear like you the, hear that all the time? Zombie thing? That doesn't mean you have to become one. No, nah, man. That just means you on drugs. <laughs> you on drugs, man. You know what I'm saying? Nobody just thinks, I'm going to eat somebody's balls today with a nice glaze. Nobody thinks that unless you on drugs.
5: A nice uh, red wine reduction? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes.
24: And you know what? Gordon Ramsay would still yell and scream at them if they didn't cook the balls right. That's what's crazy. It probably is. I, I can't agree. believe you didn't cook the balls properly! Get <laughs> out of my kitchen! I've made balls for 25 years! I've never tasted balls like the balls that you've made! <laughs>
0: Oh, gosh. I, you know, you're probably right. And this is all coming from, I don't even, this took from Little Marlena Evans on Days of Our Lives. Little we got Marlena eating, Evans. Eating balls on Hell's eating Kitchen. balls. But you know what? It's good TV. BD Freeman is the winner of the 2013 BCA Award for Comedy, and he has just been added to the cast of VH1's newly rebooted I Love The series. So be sure to check him out. When you get a chance, another very, very funny person visited Soap Central Live on May 20th, 2011 as part of our Soap Connection series. That's someone who hasn't necessarily been on a soap, but is connected to the world of soaps in some way. Comedian Lunel, who you may remember from a memorable part in the Sacha Baron Cohen film Borat, is admittedly a soap fan. During her appearance on Soap Central Live, we soon discovered that her life is also a soap opera
5: in saying all of that too i've watched your your stand-up i know that you're a bit of an expert on love and relationships at least i think so so i need Uh i need to ask you how are these soap relationships different from our real life relationships
25: well actually they're not and which is why people watch soaps because i think that they can always see somebody they know in them um life is a soap opera and um You know, like, for instance, I have a husband that I haven't seen in 10 years, and we have not divorced. I have uh, a baby daddy who um, used to do comedy before I did, and now he doesn't do comedy anymore. And I'm soaring up there, and we were uh, never in love. We were just uh, having torrid sex, and we made a kid and remained friends with this great kid. I have a Mexican boyfriend, and I have a uh, lover, and my boyfriend is 16 years younger than me, and my lover is nine years younger than me, and um, you better get it. I'm just saying, <laughs> honey, I, <laughs> I got a little soap opera jumping off too, you know, and um, I think that all of us can, you know, see see someone that we know. Within these, within these soaps, you know, really.
5: Well, what about the other aspect of it, the the non-romantic aspect? Some of these other things that critics of soap say, you know, nobody has an evil twin. Nobody goes through all the craziness that the, these people are going through. That's not true. I think we all have
25: some... Everybody has an evil twin. Uh, everybody goes through all that kind of drama, whether they tell you about it or not. Um, You know, nobody's life is as it appears to be. Like, would I want to trade places with Paris Hilton? No, I would not. Even though she's rich and glamorous, you know, you got people stalking her. You got people breaking in her house. She has friends that she cannot trust. She has relationship issues. You know, uh, no, I would not want to trade with her. Would I want to trade with uh, uh, Kate Middleton? She just married a prince. Well, no, I don't want to live in the palace. I don't want the queen as my mother-in-law. And also, uh, your husband, as uh, Fergie would say, uh, has a military duty where he may not even be around a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, you really just wouldn't want to trade with anybody else because everybody's got their own crazy soap opera going on. Which, let me just also say, first, very first soap opera that I ever got hooked on to, ever in my younger life, was Dark Shadows. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, because um, Barnabas Collins was my boyfriend. There used to be a magazine called 16 Magazine, and they would be like, would you let Barnabas bite your neck? Because he was a vampire. And I used to have Barnabas pictures up on my wall. I thought the name Barnabas was very pimpy and ballerific. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved Angelique and Barnabas and that was my first soap opera was, was Dark Shadows
0: if you'd like more information about Lunell perhaps to find out if she's going to be appearing in your area you can visit her official website at heylunell.com it isn't just professional comedians that get laughs on Soap Central Live even though they are usually crying on screen soap stars are really very funny people on May 21st, 2010, One Life to Live's Bree Williamson and Melissa Archer talked about their fictional on-screen rivalry, and it wasn't ugliness that reared its ugly head. It was laughter.
5: Back on the other side of town, Brody is not exactly where I guess we would expect him to be. and that's uh, I
9: guess the... he isn't.
5: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Well, he is at his place.
9: <laughs> just, he's just been,
8: my sister. <laughs> well, the thing
4: is, you know, she just wanted to say goodbye and get a ride to the airport. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was all That's innocent.
3: She
15: did, didn't she? <laughs> <Well. laughs>
4: and then when she got there, he was drunk and all like, oh, sad over Jessica, and she was
9: all sad over John. So, so when I know. run into people that are sad, I, you know, I buy them a latte <laughs> or a chocolate bar, or I take them out for dinner. I, Natalie, Natalie's a really good friend, you know, like she's a really, <laughs> out- yeah, you
4: know what it is. Of and
9: beyond. So, a, a guy, yeah. <laughs> so, you know,
4: she was sad about not getting her man and he's sad about not getting his woman. And so, I don't know, instead of getting a ride to the airport because he was drunk, he, she decided to join him in drinking and you know what happens after that.
15: No. You tell
5: us? I <laughs> <laughs> no!
4: Someone's letting you off easy, Melissa. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it. It <laughs> wasn't me. Um, she sleeps with Brody. <sighs> oh my! Oh, Brody sleeps God. with her, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs>
5: oh, the drama! Yeah, yes.
4: it's ridiculous. It's horrible. I know, I know, but you know. You were off doing something
9: you shouldn't have been doing too, so there you go. I thought I was 17, okay? I thought I was 17. I made a mistake. Whatever. I thought my life was over. I know. When the writers <laughs> write better words for me than just yeah, then just yeah.
0: <laughs> Being that this is an internet based program, there are no FCC regulations about what we can and cannot say. But that doesn't mean that we don't try to keep it professional. So it was. One of the funniest things ever, when All My children, Alicia Minshew came on the show and set a record. It's not necessarily a record she may be proud of, but let's take a listen. I guess the first question is, how does the daughter of a minister tell him that she's going to be steaming up the scenes of a soap opera? How does that conversation That's go?
2: Funny. Well, can I just say, um, my dad, uh, who, who was uh, an Episcopal priest, he actually just retired last year. But anyway, he he was always very liberal and very very supportive um so it wasn't as bad as you think he i mean when when i moved from florida to new york to be an actor my number one fan was my dad and he was so supportive of me so he was happy that i was you know getting paid to do what I love to do so when he heard that I actually I was actually sitting at a Starbucks with my dad in New York City when I got the phone call that I got the part on all my children I'm not lying to you and the exact words that came out of my mouth were I fucking got it and I jumped up and down, and I screamed, and my dad had no idea what had just happened. And I told him I got the role, and he was so happy for me. So there was there was never any um, you know weirdness about oh she's going to be in a soap. He was just he was just happy to see me get the role, and you know when I had love scenes, I'm sure he just kind of turned away <laughs> and didn't and chose not to watch. Uh, but he was always really proud and supportive. So I'm I'm blessed to have a very cool dad.
0: Well, that answers two of the questions. One was... Uh, I had read on Twitter that perhaps you had a little bit of a potty mouth. I kept saying, Oh god, oh, you no, got no, no, oh no, not wait. our list, but apparently well, uh, they're not just vicious rumors. <laughs> oh
2: no. I totally just distra- dropped <laughs> wait, literally I just dropped the F bomb in like the first two seconds of <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that I mean, might be
5: a record.
2: <laughs> I mean I mean it's like literally within two seconds. Now, mind you, I was repeating something that I said years ago. But I had I have to admit, since I've been a mom and since I have you know a little 2-year-old who absorbs everything i really um i watch my mouth now i really do before willow was born you know i was little miss for some bizarre reason little miss potty mouth i don't know my sisters are too and we we blame it on our dad <laughs> because my dad used to swear a lot which is very hilarious being that he was yeah, a priest really? no it was it's one of those things where it's like we we go you know guys priests are humans too so when they're in church they're one way but if they're home and they stub their toe they're human, and things come out of their mouth. So, it's the ongoing joke that my my dad has these four little girls that all have filthy mouths. <laughs> so, as I as I um, am a mother, I really try to watch my language because I I don't want my daughter to be like me, cursing like a sailor.
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite curse word?
2: Um, yeah, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now that I'm asking for it, you won't do it. I'm sitting okay, here asking you know what? about you How know How about churches.
2: this? How about this? Can I give you the initials? Sure. Okay, C.S.
0: All right. (laughs) Sends for Chris Stamp, who was one of Erica's lovers on All My Children, (laughs) if I remember correctly. That's my
2: favorite curse word. Oh, Chris Stamp. That's, that's,
12: That's what it
0: is. Like most of you, I come from a family of soap fans. My dad, my mom, and my grandmother are all avid soap fans. So it was a particular pleasure for me when on the Mother's Day episode back in 2011, it was May 6, 2011, I was able to have both my mom and my grandmother appear on Soap Central Live to talk about what they liked about their favorite soaps. As you'll hear, my grandmother, who we call Nana, was quite clear about who she didn't like. But it wasn't until she started talking about who she likes on the soaps that it became a little awkward and rather just outrageous. So, Mom, let me ask you, is there someone on the soaps who, you know, you think would have made a good mom?
13: That I would want for a mother?
5: Yeah.
0: Um, no. No. Well, that's a good answer, because we have on the line your real mother. Nana is on the line. (laughs) Nana, welcome to Soap Central Live.
7: Hey.
0: So, how are you today? I'm just fine. How are you? I'm good. Happy early Mother's Day. Yes, uh, Mom said that it was you that probably got her started watching soaps in the first place.
7: It probably was.
0: Anybody else on days that needs to get what's coming to them?
12: Well, I think... What the heck is his name? The Big Mahath. <laughs> the Big Mahath? I'm not sure. Uh, Stefano? Yes, that's the guy.
7: I can never does... remember him. <laughs>
0: Why does he need to get what's coming to him? What has he ever done? What has he ever done?
7: What hasn't he done? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: the man's
0: died about eight times and come back each time, so I mean he know why
7: do they keep bringing him back,
0: <laughs> apparently to irritate the hell out of you <laughs>
7: <laughs> he, sure, he sure does
9: oh. okay.
7: I can't stand
0: that man is there anybody other than the big Mahoff? is there anybody on days of our lives who you like watching nana
7: um um.
14: No wait. His name is Daniel, the doctor.
0: Yes. Well, obviously it's something about the name, but uh, yes. No, <laughs> no. I, the name hey!
7: does not bother
0: me. <laughs> it's
7: I think he's a sweetie.
5: Uh,
0: okay, you're having a moment. We need. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> right, Mom, you may want to cover your ears. I'm about to cover my ears. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. So what about Daniel? What about Daniel? Do you like so much?
7: Oh, he's... He's a doll.
12: Oh, Jesus! He's Lord. Just gorgeous. <laughs>
7: As the saying goes, he could put my his shoes under my bed any time.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I have a response for that. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I guess you're hoping that he makes house calls. But oh gosh, what yeah, we're gonna if do? To- make
7: house calls? I'd be sick all the time. <laughs>
0: That is going to bring us to the end of our special 200th episode celebration. I want to thank everyone who's been a guest here on Soap Central Live in the past 200 weeks. If you're listening and for some reason have not yet been a guest, or if you want to come back to the show because you've had such a good time when you were here... Please reach out. We'd love to have you, and we will make it happen. As I said, thank you to the the behind-the-scenes gang at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. There are dozens of other programs available in channels for sports, health and wellness, business and kids, among others. So be sure to check out some of the other shows. You may find something that you enjoy almost as much as Soap Central Live All the shows that we've featured here on today's show, and even more that we couldn't fit in, are available in our archives for on-demand listening, so you can download them to your iPad, iPod, or iPhone or Android device and listen to them on the go. You can also stream them live to any PC or any other device. If you have any comments, feedback, a guest suggestion, please drop us a line at radio at soapcentral.com. I want to thank everyone for their support, for tuning in and listening. It's nice to know that every week we have a soapy little get-together, and I hope that you are as proud of this show as I am. I will keep coming back and trying to get this right, even if it takes another 200 episodes to do so. We'll start towards that milestone next week, November 1st, 2013, at our regular time, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for the continuing saga that we like to call Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody, and I love you for listening.